praise the Lord. Well, God's good. We have, uh, at least my time with you on midweeks, have been talking about faith and ministering on faith because that was my kind of my assignment for the midweeks, uh, um, beginning of the year. And I don't know where we've, uh, how many times I've been here in the midweeks, but I guarantee we've probably been, probably ministered on at least uh, 20 times or so, probably just, just on faith. Last week, of course, we went through a whole series of, you know, believe in God for wholeness and a spirit, you know, a week of increase, right? That was great, wasn't it? Boy, a lot of great things happened, amen. Uh, a lot of victories. We've been having one by one folks telling us what's happening with, you know, God you know, proving himself strong on their behalf and doing things for them and hallelujah. And it's, uh, it's exciting, amen. Uh, you know, one of our sisters had made the comment and I'm sure he had told me about it and uh, said that, uh, you know, she was in the middle of a remodel and she felt in her heart, the Spirit of God says, you put me first this week. And that was, of course, talking about last week. And uh, she did, and God was able to redeem her time so she could get everything she had to still get done. Praise God. And I just think stuff like that, a lot of times, you know, we don't notice how much God works on our behalf uh, when we just, you know, give him place. Amen. So that's kind of a lot what we've been talking about with faith. So uh, we're going to go to our key verses. Uh, Mark 11, please. Mark 11, 22. This is what it says in the New King James. Of course, we're not going to read the whole text. This is that comes after a question has been asked, uh, you know, about the fig tree that he cursed and died. And he answered, he said, uh, that have faith in God. Amen. That's what Jesus said, have faith in God. Now, I mean, that's probably a, a pretty good thing to do. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You know, the more I've been meditating on this all through the year, and the more that statement just kind of jumps out at me, you know. It's like, you know, because... A lot of times you don't realize how many times probably we're not walking in faith, you know. Now, you know, nobody wants to necessarily admit when they're not walking in faith, but I'm sure we've all been guilty of it a time or two. Uh, but we're called to have faith in God. And, of course, the Amplified says constantly, right? That's a good thing to add to it. And that's kind of why, you know, on this thing we've been talking about, you know, we need to walk in faith, you know, all through the day, all through the week, all through the month. Amen. And uh, not just when all of a sudden all everything bad hit, the storm hit, and now we better try to drum up some faith to get, you know, get a victory here. And uh, now, of course, if uh, you don't, you know, if you feel like you're lacking, then you should probably get it up so you can get a victory, praise the Lord. But the idea is to stay in faith, amen. Okay, and then the uh, next translation, I think it was a message, brother, or is that what it was? That's right. Okay, and then we'll go, uh, let's see. Jesus was, matter of fact, embraced this God life. And I like how he said it here in the message uh, you know, it's a pretty good translation, uh, you know, uh, uh, brings out some different, different ways of looking at things. And it says, embrace this God life, really embrace it, and nothing will be too much for you. This mountain, for instance, just say, go jump in the lake, no shuffling or shilly-shallying, amen, and that's as good as done, praise the Lord, amen. So, uh, anyway, embrace this God life, and so that's kind of what we've been talking about, you know, the life of faith, you know, living this God life, this life of faith, praise God. And uh, with that said, let's go to Hebrews 10. These are just our, you know, our opening verses. Uh, verse 38 says this, Now the just, that's you and me, shall live by faith. That's how we live. Amen. Now the just, or the justified. Now according to the word, you were justified based on, on the blood of Jesus, based on what Christ did. Amen. The word just, justified is the same 
as the word uh, righteous or righteousness. It's all the same Greek word, and it just depends on how it's used in the sentence. And uh, so you've been made the righteousness of Christ, uh, righteousness of God, probably based on what Christ did, right? So you, you are already righteous. That's who you are. You're the just. Amen. You're not trying to be the just. You are the just. You're not trying to be righteous. You are the righteous. Now, if you figure out who you are as the just or as the righteousness of God, the Word says then you begin to bear the fruits of righteousness. Amen. Which is a good thing to do. Amen. And, uh, you know, a lot of times the reason that I mention these things is because a lot of times folks get mixed up, you know, righteousness and, uh, and holiness. Okay. Holiness is about your conduct, how you live and how you conduct life, whereas righteousness is who you are. Okay, so I said that for this reason, because you're the just. See, you're the just. You've already been justified. And so because you're the just, you have a way that you're supposed to live. All right? We live by faith. Faith is not just some movement. Faith is not some, uh, you know, thing that somebody drummed up and, you know, this is, uh, you, know, a, uh, you know, some kind of a, you know, movement that uh, somebody, you know, uh, picked up on and think, you know, we're going we're gonna to now have a faith camp, although a lot of folks are referred to as part of a faith camp. I was referred to as part of a faith camp uh, because of what my roots were as far as what I learned and who I learned under. But in all honesty, uh, it, isn't, it isn't, the faith isn't just, living by faith is not just for a select few people. We're all called to live by faith. Amen. And we're, we're to avoid living by doubt. Right? Or unbelief. Come on, right? And so I don't want to be known as the unbelief crew. Right? Or the doubt, doubter and outers. Come on, somebody. I want to be known as faith people, right? A person of faith, right? And, uh, you know, the Word says that Jesus marveled at, at two different people. He marveled at their unbelief and He marveled at their faith. And, you know, which one's He marveling at you about? Come on, right? I'd rather He marvel at my faith than my unbelief. Amen. Even though there's been a few times I'm sure he marveled at my unbelief too. <laughs> so, <laughs> praise God. But we are the just, and the just have a way to live, and they live by faith, right? It says, if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure. In other words, it brings no satisfaction to the heart of God when you're pulling back. And I, I kind of like that. Of course, it goes on to say in the next verse, you know, that we're not of those who pull back, right? Amen. But, it's, you know, I always think about this, you know, with that being said in the statement, um, because faith is really about moving forward. It really is. It's about just moving forward. If you want to know, are you walking in faith or not? Well, are you, are you still moving forward? Well, I got a lot of, you know, hitting me, a lot coming against me. Well, so what? Are you still moving forward? Because that's the key. You know, you're relying and trusting on God regardless of what you're up against, regardless of what's going on. Amen. And so that's kind of why uh, this is so important. That's why, you know, it goes back to that statement, you know, have faith in God. Well, this is happening in my life. Well, have faith in God. Trust God here. This is a good time to, to, you know, speak the word of God. This is a good time to give God thanks. This is a good time to start praising God. Come on. This is a good time to, uh, to rely and trust on God. We trust in the Lord with our whole heart, right? Now, come on, right? And we lean not on our own understanding because our own understanding gets us in trouble sometimes. Okay, that's a whole other sermon. But anyway, praise the Lord. So today, uh, we're going to go to the book of Acts where we're going to start. Acts 14, and with what you have, we have for you today, Acts 14, and how about verse 8? 14, verse 8, and it says, And in Lystra 
Okay, quite a place here, actually. A lot went on here in Lystra. Uh, in Lystra, a certain man with, without strength in his feet was sitting. A cripple, okay, from his mother's womb who had never walked. It's quite a deal. So this person had never walked, okay? Now, this man heard. Everybody say heard because that's pretty key because, you know, what we're talking about here. So this man heard Paul speaking or preaching, teaching the word, right? And it said he... Uh, Paul then observing him intently and seeing that this man, this man who had never walked, this man who was crippled from his mother's womb, had been listening. He could obviously see something. He could tell this man was grabbing hold of it, observing him intently and seeing. It's obviously something you can see. And I, in fact, to be honest, I think faith should be able to be seen. They should, they should be able to see it because faith has a, a, you know, a, a corresponding action. So there should be things, uh, you know, Paul's looking and noticing this man is grabbing hold of this, all right? So it said that he had faith to be healed, praise God, uh, and said then with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet. And the man leaped and walked, amen. I mean, that's a pretty good deal. Amen. Of course, after that, everybody started looking to him like they were, you know, the, you know, these men of God were like gods or something, you know. And, and of course, they tried to shut them down, say, nah, stop that, don't do that. And it's funny, uh, the reason I always laugh about this, this, this whole scenario here because of this whole deal. You know, one minute they're all, uh, you know, it even says that they're wanting to offer up sacrifices for Paul. And because, you know, all this had happened, what a miracle, you know. And then the next minute they stone him to death and drag him out to the city. <laughs> I'm like, just one verse. <laughs> anyway, okay, anyway, that's, uh, that's my funny. But anyway, I just, I just get amazed sometimes at how, you know, people can sway one way or another. Amen. One minute they're all rejoicing at the fact something great happened, and it did. It was a great thing. And the next minute they're persuaded to go another way, and they're stoning the man. Anyway, praise the Lord. All right, go to verse um, 9 again. This man heard Paul speaking. So what happens when he... When he's hearing what Paul's speaking, faith comes. Thank you. So let's, let's look at that. Romans, go to the next book over. Romans chapter 10, please. Hallelujah. So let's go here to uh, 14, I think is what I put, or 13. Is what I, did I give you 13? 13. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved, right? I mean, no, let's be true. Whoever. Look at your name and say, I think you're a Whoever. Amen. Whoever calls on or invokes on the name, that literally means to evoke on the authority and character of Christ, amen, on the Lord shall be saved. The word saved there, sozo, uh, S-O-Z-O, uh, the word salvation is soteria. Both of them, you know, just depending on how it's used in a sentence, but they both mean uh, really the full meal deal. Salvation is not just, a, just being born again, uh, not just experiencing the new birth, Amen. All that's the, that's the beginning of it. But salvation is about preservation. It's about health. Uh, it's about protection. Amen. Uh, so salvation includes this, this redemption package that you got. Amen. When you receive Christ. Amen. So whoever calls on the name of the Lord uh, shall experience whatever it is. Now, this isn't necessary to understand this today because whatever it is you're believing for, you can experience that when you call on him. Right. Okay, I'm going to have to work on you a little bit today. All right. All right, let's move on. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? 
Now, let's, let's just look at this, how this backs down. So uh, how are they going to call on him? In other words, there's action or movement. How are they going to call on him? You know, how is, it, why, how is there going to be some action or movement toward doing this unless they've believed, right? And how shall they believe? It's kind of like you're doing this backward thing. In other words, how are they going to have action to call on him unless they believe? And how are they going to believe unless they hear something? And how are they going to hear uh, without somebody preaching it? Right? And how shall, they, uh, how shall they preach unless they're sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, uh, who bring glad tidings of good things. Everybody say good things. And I think the gospel message is always good things. Come on, somebody. They, uh, but they have not all obeyed the gospel, the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our report? In other words, you have something, you, you can believe it or not believe it, right? Right? Okay. Okay. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In other words, faith in what's being taught and preached will come, hallelujah, by hearing it. So the bottom line, he's saying this, how is there going to be action unless somebody, you know, believes? And how is somebody going to believe unless they hear it? Amen. And how are they going to hear it unless somebody preaches it and tells them, right? Come on. Because if somebody's there and constantly teaching and preaching it, well, I even said, you know, how are you going to do it unless it's sent? And I always kind of look at it even this way. Okay, uh, we were sent here to preach. Okay, and we're not the only ones, but we were sent here to preach. Okay, and we have a place here uh, that we, uh, every week we preach. That's, that's it, right? So we have, we have a location. We have a preacher or two or ten. That are preached the word, and if the word gets preached, then you start then hearing what's being taught. You hear the truth, and if you keep hearing the truth, praise God, then you start believing the truth. And if you believe the truth, pretty soon you start having action that follows it. And as a result, we have, amen, a breakthrough, a result, a miracle, amen, something happened on your behalf because you've... Amen. Heard, you've received, and you acted on it. Now, the point is, you know, this, this gentleman uh, was listening to Paul preach, and Paul's just preaching the Word, just preaching the truth uh, of, of, of the principles of Christ and, and, and talking about what's all available under that redemption package and doing no, nothing different than what we do here every week. And he's ministering the Word. And this man's sitting there, and getting all stirred up by what he's hearing. He's starting to get an expectation about, you know, hey, maybe, maybe, I could, maybe I could walk someday. And obviously, he was stirred up enough that this man, Paul, could look at this man and see him being stirred up and realize and recognize that he had faith to be healed. Why? Because faith comes... By hearing and hearing the word. So he heard the word and faith came. Now, this word uh, come, you know, comes by actually is the, uh, you might look at some of your translations and that word come is italicized because the word comes is not really in the text. Um, it says, you know, faith by hearing. But when you look it up, ek is the word, ek. Uh, is, is the Greek word, and it just means uh, a point where action and motion proceed. 
I mean, in other words, it's caused by. In other words, faith is caused by hearing. Faith uh, comes by means of hearing or by the reason of hearing. Come on, somebody. In other words, faith, amen, got initiated a point where action and motion proceed. In other words, faith was initiated. Faith came. That's why our translation uses the word comes by. In other words, faith came, amen, because somebody sat long enough and heard something. Pastor, why do you keep preaching on faith? Until you hear it. Because you got to hear it. If you keep hearing it, amen, and pretty soon all of a sudden it creates something, starts working something. And next thing you know, where the enemy maybe has, has had a heyday in your life, he no longer has a heyday in your life anymore. When you used to get run over by the bus, you're not getting run over the bu- by the bus anymore. When he used to take advantage of you over here, he's not taking advantage of you anymore. Why? Because faith came as a result of you hearing. Amen? So hearing and hearing, and, the, and really it, it, it's talking about a progression. You know, it's just hearing and hearing and hearing. How many know uh, faith doesn't come by having heard? Faith comes by hearing. So you got to keep hearing. Nobody's going to be, you know, we're not going to be guilty in this house of not preaching it. Come on, we'll keep preaching it, and you just keep hearing it. Faith comes, and one of these days, you know, all of a sudden, you know, it's activated, something takes off in your life. All of us, probably in this room especially, have experienced the results of our faith. Amen. And we're not done yet. Right? I mean, we're, we're because we keep hearing, and then the Spirit of God at the same time is working on you about certain things, maybe talking to you about something, and all of a sudden the preacher man says something more about faith. And I said, Faith came because you heard it. And when you heard it, oh, all of a sudden something happens. It's like a revelation, you know, you know, by the word, this word, by the word of God, this word, word, W O R D in this text uh, is Rhema. So it's a revealed word. Amen. Now, you, most of us in this house know there's a difference between logos and rhema. It's both Greek word for the word word, W-O-R-D, right? And uh, so logos is some, it's an inspired word. So what you have in front of you is a breathed, God-breathed word, an inspired word by God to you and me. Amen. But the idea is to get that word that logos word, a revealed word. You get it from logos to rhema. So that's why you keep hearing it. Why? Because I don't, I don't want it just to be an inspired word of God only. Come on. In other words, a lot of people say, that's my Bible. I haven't sleep next to my Bible. Well, that's good. There's nothing wrong with that as long as you read it. Right? Because, I mean, if, you just, if your Bible's just... You know, there to hold stuff and, you know, keep your first dollar bill that you ever made in there and maybe, you know, a little picture of your wedding in there. And, and that, if it's just there to keep things uh, from getting damaged or destroyed, then you're using your Bible for the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, I grew up, you know, I had a, uh, my uh, grandma on my mom's side, um, my grandma on my dad's side was spirit-filled. And... Uh, so she was a praying machine, and, and uh, we're still experiencing results because of her prayers. Uh, but uh, my grandma on my, my mom's side uh, knew the Lord, 
but uh, um, they had this family Bible, this monster Bible. You know what I'm talking about? I've never seen those. And, you know, we used to love it because we could go there. But, you know, Grandma wouldn't let us touch it. But we'd do it when she wasn't around, and we'd go through it because it had all these pictures. And I didn't realize anybody, I didn't realize somebody was there taking pictures of all this. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't know, all these Da Vinci paintings or whatever they are, you know, that are, and they just, you know, so we just, we just kind of sit there and open this family Bible, and in this family Bible was, you know, a rose that was crushed and being preserved, and a, a dollar bill that was there, and some, I don't know, like a, a title of something, and, and then, you know, and, and a picture of their wedding, and then in front of the, you know, the Bible had this family tree and everything written in it, and it's all, you know, it's all wonderful, and this big monster gold Bible that nobody was supposed to touch. How many know that's not what the Bible's made for? Nothing wrong with Grammy with her little Bible. You know, she, I'm sure she read her other Bible. But anyway, praise the Lord. The point is, right, the idea is not just to say that is the, you know, God-breathed word for you and me. It's an accurate statement, but it's meant, it's meant to be a God-revealed word, which means a word made to breathe, right? So that's when it turns into a rhema. See, faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the revealed word of God. And the more that gets revealed to you, the more all of a sudden somebody could look at you and go, <gasps> look on you intently and go, I perceive that you have faith to be made well, faith to be healed, faith to be delivered, faith to receive, faith for a victory, praise God. Why? Because faith comes by hearing, amen, the revealed word of God. Can I hear a big amen? amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, faith comes. And the word hearing means a giving an ear or bending an ear toward, giving audience to. To what? To information and instruction. Of course, he tells you what information and instruction he's talking about here. The Word of God. Amen. So, hallelujah. Faith comes when you hear the Word. So, what, what are we, what, what's our, what's our um, duty, if I can say it that way, or our job as a believer? Hear the Word. Keep hearing the Word. You know, read it, meditate it, but, but hook up. Let, let stuff be spoken to you. Listen to it, praise God. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? Yeah. Why? Because I want faith to come. Amen. For whatever it is we're believing for. Are we still on the same page? Yeah. All right. So, praise the Lord. Now, with that said, go with me to 1 John. 1 John 5. Hallelujah. Letting this thing kind of unfold here. 1 John 5, 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Anybody in here born of God? Yeah. Hallelujah. Now, there's a lot of places in the Word where you're called a whosoever or a whoever, but here you're even called a whatever. Hallelujah. Now, there's a reason it uses the word whatever, because there's things more things than just you that are born of God. There are things that God has 
done or things that God has declared or principles and statutes and things that God has that have been birthed from God. Amen. And so anything that whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Amen. The, the system of the world, the limits of the world, the, the lack of the world, the, the, the uh, perverseness of the world, the, the uh, off thinking of the world. It, it, amen. Anything that's of the world, whatever's been born of God, overcomes Nikao, okay, overcomes, conquers anything of the world, no matter what the world brings your way. And this is the victory, which, by the way, this word victory is Nike, okay, actually it's Nike, is how it's pronounced in the, in the uh, uh, Greek, but uh, we, we always know it as a, on shoes, Nike. So if you're going to name your shoes something, it's better to name it, you know, victory than defeat. Okay, well, anyway, <laughs> so, amen, the Nike, this is the Nike, or Nike that has Nikeo, amen, the world, overcome or conquer the world. What, what, what's the victory? What's our victory? What? Our faith. Now, the uh, old King James says, even our faith, and the uh, Amplified says, even our faith. And I don't know if I gave you, would I give you some other translations on that? Maybe let's just look at that real quick. This would be a good time to do it. Uh, you see, every child of God, look at your name and say, that'd be you. Okay, every child of God overcomes the world. For our faith, everybody say our faith. Our faith, our faith is victorious power that triumphs over the world. Woo! That's the kind of faith you got, especially if you keep hearing, right? See, because you're a child of God. See, you heard a message or two or somebody was talking to you about God. What happened when you got saved? How did you get saved? Did you get saved in a church? Okay, so you went to a, did your wife drag you there? She did? That wasn't her true. I'm, I'm asking. I'm asking. No, no. She, did? she did? She didn't. No. Okay. No. Somehow I, I, just, I think she did. But I, she did. No. 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 Okay. No. Okay. I made a deal with God. All right. There you go. never make a deal with God because he always wins. Yeah, he does, don't so he? So I had to go to church. Way to go, though. All right. So, so in other words, you heard a message in church, though, that yeah. changed your life. Oh, yeah. Was you saved before you went in the church? No. So you got to church. You heard a message. Yeah. Okay, and then he probably did an altar call or something, or maybe yep. you talked to him afterward. Didn't the point was you heard something, mm-hmm. right? right? Heard something, all right, and then, all right, he had faith. Now, he didn't know anything about faith. Kathy's, no, <laughs> nope. not one stitch. <laughs> didn't know anything about faith, but what happened? Faith came. You didn't know that, but faith came. Yeah. Amen. So there was a starting point because a message was said. And so there was something that was birthed and moved towards you. Amen. That all of a sudden activated something on the inside that you responded because you believed what you heard and you responded. And the greatest miracle that ever happened to a human being is a born again experience. And you did, it just took one message for you, huh? One. 
a little more on me, but one on you. Praise the Lord. Okay, I, I, I received the Lord driving down the highway in my car by myself. I, I guess it stuck. I didn't walk forward, okay, but I, I'd been hearing things. I went to some messages, and I saw God move and do things. And uh, I was the guy on the back seat literally standing on the chair because I was seeing stuff happening at the altars that I'd never seen before. And I was hitting my uncle and my, well, now my wife, she wasn't then, but hit, go, what's going on up there? They're praying for him and people falling out and standing up saying how they got healed. I'm like, whoa, I didn't see that in my church when I was growing up. I'm sure they were trying to tell me, you need saved back then, but it didn't stick. But I saw something, heard something, heard some more, heard some more. My uncle and my aunt were encouraging me to, to receive the Lord and, and all that. And then, and Trudy had already knew the Lord, but I didn't yet. Uh, you know, at least I'd never come into what. And so one day I just said to the Lord, Lord, I, I, if, you, if you're real and you're there and you, I'll, I'll have it. Praise the Lord. Point is, it doesn't matter whether you heard one message or 20. But all of a sudden, it was there, the faith, the belief, the reliance, the dependence on God, the faith was there, amen, to act on it. And as a result of it, I went from being hell-bound to being heaven-bound in a one decision. Wow. And everything else you receive in God in your redemption package is no different. You hear it, you hear it, you hear it to the point that faith comes and probably faith's coming the whole time. And there's, of course, a lot of things that we've talked about over the, over the year here about corresponding action and about faith being developed and growing, exceedingly growing. The Word talks about in 1 Thessalonians, hey, man, you've got to work it a little bit, work some things, and things begin to flow and work, and all of a sudden you're gaining ground, you're moving forward. Because you kept hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing, and all of a sudden, hey, we got her now. What Trudy talked about last week, Lambano, we seized it, praise God, amen. So our victory, amen, hallelujah, our faith is the victorious power that triumphs over the world. That's the Passion Translation. Give me another one, brother. Let's see, let's do this one again. This is good. Uh, this is the message. Uh, let's see. Okay, verse 4. Every God-given person conquers uh, the world's ways. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, the conquering power that brings the world to its knees is our faith. Somebody say our faith. Our faith. Woo! This person who wins out over the world's ways is simply the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. That's you and me, praise God. And we got the faith to get her done. Let's look at another one. I think I got more of these. New living. For every child of God defeats this evil, this evil world, and we achieve this victory through what? Through our faith. All right. Now, Jesus said this to the man that brought his son in Mark 9. He brought his son who had, was having epileptic seizures. 
And so, uh, you know, brought to the disciples. Disciples supposedly, I guess, couldn't do anything. And so he said, listen, he says, Lord, if you can do anything, you know, have compassion on us. Heal my boy, you know. And Jesus didn't say, don't worry, Dad, we'll get her done. He looked at his dad. He said, listen, if, if you can believe, all things are possible to those who believe. Now, this word believe comes out of the same root word of faith, right? The word faith, uh, 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 pistis, P-I-S-T-I-S. This is the word pistio, okay, which is the word believe, okay? So it's just the same root, same thing. So it means to have faith in. So verse 23, if you can believe, pistio, if you can have faith, all things are possible, all things are possible, all things are possible to him who has faith or believes. That's a big old statement. But dad got it. And dad, could, dad realized that his unbelief was in the way that he needed to believe what he just said. And when he did, his boy walked away, delivered. And this boy had been having seizures for years. So he heard what the master said and in a split second made a decision right then and received it. Praise God, we like those instantaneous things, don't we? Woo! I like them. Amen. Now, not everything's always instantaneous because it really comes down to you keep hearing, keep hearing, keep hearing, and then suddenly. Amen. Faith is there to grab hold of it and seize what's yours. Amen. All right. Now, everybody say, my faith. See, it's dependent on your faith, isn't it? I mean, it's depending. It says, this is the victory. It's your faith. All right. So with that said, we're going to talk a little bit about your faith. All right. So let's look at this. Matthew 9, please. Let's look at this. We're going to go to the Gospels. Uh, we'll see how far we'll get. Maybe we'll wrap them up in the Gospels today. We'll go to Matthew. Let's start there. And we've got some in Matthew, got some in Mark, got some in Luke. Matthew 9. All right. Now, see, all the idea is, see, the reason we keep preaching you know, what we preach is because one day, all of a sudden, amen, it comes. Hallelujah. So let's do this. Verse 9, or pardon me, verse, chapter 9, I'm sorry, chapter 9, and I believe, what did I do, verse 27, something like that. When Jesus departed from there, two blind men followed him, two blind men, crying out, saying, Son of David, have mercy on us. Now, obviously, they know who he is. So why, why do you think they know who he is? Thank you. They heard. Somewhere along the line, they've been hearing something, right? And when they had come into the house, uh, when he had come into the house, pardon me, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am able to do this? Do you believe, one translation, do you really believe that I am able to do this? Do you believe? In other words, where, where, where are you at? What are you believing right now? Right? Do you believe? That's a, that's a valid question. Okay. Somebody says, well, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not getting my, my, my victory yet. Well then, well, then just keep hearing. Keep hearing. Well, I, I, want it, I want one of those instant things. Well, then keep hearing. Maybe hear it, 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 hear it. Maybe by the end of the day, you'll have it. I don't know. But if you're not, you know, if, you, if you're not getting what you want, and you're not, you know, you're not understanding, then you got to keep hearing, keep hearing, keep hearing, keep hearing, keep hearing, keep hearing, keep hearing. 
You know, sometimes it's just, you just got to get, get the webs out. Sometimes you just got to, you know, sweep the dirt out. Sometimes it's just something you just needs tweaked. Have you ever needed something tweaked? You know what I mean? Sometimes you just need something tweaked. You know, every now and then your back gets a little tweaked. Right? Walk kind of goofy for a little bit till you get tweaked back. Come on. So sometimes it's the same with our faith. Sometimes our faith, so we're hobbling along as Christians, like some crab in the sand, right? Get that tweak back, you start walking normal. Amen. Sometimes all it is. So there's no condemnation. There's no you know shame. No, it's just keep hearing because you keep hearing. Pretty soon, faith comes. Right? Faith comes. Faith comes. Faith comes. All of a sudden, now you can, you can seize what's yours. Do you believe that I'm able to do this? And they say, well, yes, Lord. That's the right answer. A lot of people say yes. But we're going to find out, right? And then he touched their eyes saying, now listen, according to my faith, let it be to you. What's it say? Your faith. It's based on your faith. Right? Right? I mean, we know Jesus has faith. He's proved that in his walk. But he needs to know, listen, what do you, that's why I asked, do you believe? I mean, remember when, when Lazarus was raised up, he's talking to the sisters. You know, he's talking to them. He says, you know, you know, don't you believe? Well, yeah, we believe. What do you believe? Well, we believe it someday. You know, no, 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 right now. And he's ready to raise up. He says, I, you know, I told you, if you'd believed, this would happen. They go, oh. Especially when he walked out of the grave. Come on, right? It's like, ah, now I get it. You're talking about now, not someday in the future, right? Okay, so he says, he's asking them, you know, do you believe I can do this? Well, well, yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's the answer. I mean, we'd all say, so, okay, okay, well then, according to your faith. According to what you, what you say you believe. And that one translation says, uh, you know, so, so live according to what, you know, what you believe. Receive what you believe. Have what you believe. According to your faith, let it be to you. Amen. Of course, we know what happened. They believed, didn't they? They got their miracle. So they obviously did believe. Right? Now somebody says, well, I did that one time and I didn't. Well, they keep hearing. They say, no, you know, the same thing. We're going to sit there and take score and say, ah, oh, you didn't receive. <laughs> We don't care. Just get it, get it square. How do you do it? Keep hearing. Why? Because faith comes by hearing. And faith is your victory. Faith's your answer. One, one guy says faith is like your, your rope that you lasso what you're believing for, right? Or have expectation for. Faith's out there that, you know, you pull that baby in. Amen. Well, I keep throwing my lasso and I keep, I keep missing. Well, they keep hearing. Come on, right? Right? Come on, don't overcomplicate it, all right? Let's, let's look at another one. So, so these boys said, he said, according to your faith, okay? Let's go to Matthew 15, since we're there. Let's go to Matthew 15. Are you doing okay? Yeah. Am I boring you tonight? I wouldn't want to do that. That was kind of weak, so maybe I am some of you. Am I boring you tonight? No. Good answer. Amen. 15, uh, verse 21, please. Then Jesus went out from there uh, and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon, okay? And behold, a woman of Canaan... Okay, came from that region. So she's a, you know, she's a Gentile woman. 
and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. Whoa, how'd she know that? She heard some things. Even some Gentile woman heard some things. Hmm. Now, Gentile just means outside the covenants of God. It means he without God. Well, she didn't care. I heard some things, and I'm here to get what I want. Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demon-possessed. And he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and urged him, saying, send her away. This woman is weird. She's got problems. She ain't a child of God. She's Gentile. Talk to the hand because the head ain't listening. Send her away for she cries out after us. And he answered. Uh, but he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, which was a true statement. It's all covenant stuff here. Then he came, or probably she came, and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not good. Now, again, it's a covenant statement, but it almost sounds pretty rude almost, at least in our, in our culture. This, we, we take, you know, most people probably take offense to it. It is not good to take the children's bread. In other words, what we teach you now, this is made for the children of God for now, and throw it to the little dogs. Woo! Say, what? Most people go, pfft, pfft. Would you call me? Didn't bother her. She said, yeah. She just jumped on. She said, yeah, because why? She heard something, and she made a decision. I ain't leaving here without what's mine. Pretty cool, huh? Just Most people probably just get offended, and then they go, I'll tell you one thing. I ain't never going to believe what those people tell me anymore about this guy. Well, she said, yeah, yeah, I get that. But even the little dogs get to have the crumbs that fall from the master's table. And Jesus answered, whoa, woman, way to go. Great is your faith. Your faith, your faith. Amen. Your faith. Amen. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very hour. She got what she came for because her faith Amen. She'd heard enough that her faith, come on somebody, wasn't willing to back out that door, wasn't willing to turn around and leave. Her faith says, I'm grabbing what's mine. I don't care if it's just the crumbs on the table. That'd be enough to get my daughter delivered. That's all I need then. And, of course, she got delivered. And Jesus, of course, acknowledges great, uh, great faith here, all right? Go to Mark 5. Let's look at some more. You doing good? All right. Well, man, it's important. See, we're talking about your faith. See, your faith, your faith is your victory. That's what you used to overcome anything the world threw at you or throwing at you now. Your faith. Well, how does your faith get to a place where you get your victory? You got to keep hearing. You got to hear it and hear it and hear it. Of course, we know there's other things, but you got to hear it. That's, got, that's where it starts. All right, so chapter 5, verse 25 is what I gave you there, right? Now, of course, in, in context, we got um, a man came and wanted his daughter delivered, and they're all heading toward his house. And this woman, uh, you know, all of a sudden, out of nowhere here, she shows up, 
It says, now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. Okay, this is, she's been having female problems for the last 12 years. And she had suffered many things from many physicians. And they're poking in pride and trying to fix this and fix that, do whatever they can to try to help this woman. And instead, she spent everything she had and, and never got better. Instead, she just grew worse. That's a bummer. 12 years this has been going on. And when she <gasps> heard about Jesus, she heard something. Well, she couldn't have just heard anything. I mean, if, if, if she would have just heard that, well, that guy, he's a nice guy. That Jesus is so nice. He's just a nice guy. I'd just like to visit with him. She, it wasn't what, what she heard, because if she just heard he's a nice guy, she probably said, oh, that's sweet, and she would just kept walking down the sidewalk. So she must have heard something, something that she had faith activated. So she heard something, and then she came from up from behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Now, most of the time, you know, I kind of maybe go through the whole story here a little bit more. Let's go to the next verse. So I'm going to kind of explain it here. Verse 28. Did I give you 28? For she said, this is what she said. Now, she made the statement before she touched him. If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. That's a pretty, pretty, pretty cool statement here. Okay, she made a statement out of her mouth. So she, she heard, she heard, she must have heard something that told her she could be made well. So she's thinking, if I could just get a hold of him. Now, uh, I, you know. Some say, well, because of the little things hanging on the end of his garment, because he was, a, you know, okay, whatever. But uh, verse 29 um, tells us that uh, her, the fountain of her blood dried up, right? She felt that, uh, that she was healed of that affliction at that, at that moment, right? Okay, let's see. What, how far did I tell you to go on this one? Is that, okay, I'll keep going then because I need to come to that part where this is to go to the next verse. Let's do that. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, he noticed something. She touched it from behind, and he, he noticed, hey, 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 whoa, 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 breaks. Right? Power had gone out, right? And turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? Who touched me? You think he was mad? No, because it said virtue, power. So he realized somebody is actually touching me, wanting to receive something. Woo! And that'll always stop Jesus in his tracks. It does. He turned around, verse 31 then. Uh, his disciples said, what do you mean, man? Everybody is what? Thronging you. In other words, there's everybody's trying to touch him. And you say, who touched me? Really, dude? Everybody's touching you. It's like some famous person going through town. And everybody wants to, you know, wants to, hey, can we get a selfie? Right? Can I have your autograph? Will you here, sign my robe? Somebody said, What? What? No, they didn't do that. They didn't even have cameras then. Well, it was no different. They did whatever they could at that time. Everybody would say, Yeah, I touched the Lord. I touched him. And I don't know. It was, it was all right. I, I touched him. But she touched him. And he knowing. Now, this is why I think that touched the hem of the garment, because I believe she's trying to work her way through the crowd. She just knows if I can just grab hold of that robe, I'll be made well, because I believe she's down low, pushing her way through the feet, 
and just trying to find her way, just but just grab hold. Because everybody's around him. And she gets it done. Whew, isn't that good news? All right, verse, next one here. And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. All right, verse 33. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. So he's getting the whole story now of what all happened, right? That's cool, right? Verse 34. And he said to her, daughter, it's a good thing I have faith or you'd be going home sick again. Daughter, your faith has made you well. See, you heard something, and you actually believed it and received it, and then you acted on it, and look what it did. Now, don't you wish you would have met me 12 years ago? Well, anyway. So, you know, she got what she came for. And he says, your faith made you well. Now go in peace and be healed of your affliction. And, of course, she was made well, the whole. Amen. But your faith. So that, are you kind of getting the point here? See, it's your faith that does this. Uh, chapter, uh, chapter 10. Let's do Mark 10. Hallelujah. Since we've got a few more here. Hallelujah. Mark 10, verse 46. guy named Blind Bart. Hallelujah. Bartimaeus the son of Timaeus. Hallelujah. Here we go. Now, verse 46. Now, they came to Jericho. Now, he's in Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and, and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, here we go, sat by the road begging. Okay, he's outside the city. And when he heard, <gasps> he heard something that it was Jesus of Nazareth. Hey, that's the guy I heard about. He's coming down my street. Hey, right? I mean, I, I just think, you know, there's, there's nothing he's thinking. Well, praise the Lord. Jesus is coming down the street. I hope he sees me. I hope he helps me. Because I could sure use some help. Maybe he's got something for me. I don't know. I heard some things. Thank you. <sighs> I don't know. At least I get to see him. Maybe. I'm blind. That's right. <laughs> okay. At least I, I get to feel his breeze go by. <laughs> Why? She always cries. He's blind. <laughs> oh, that was good. <laughs> He's blind. He ain't going to see nothing. All right. That's true, Trudy. Accurate. <laughs> uh, but hey, he must have heard something. He heard something. Right? He heard something. See, I don't think it was just saying he heard, you know, hearing. He's walking down the street. I think he, he'd already heard something. comes to our town, and look what you do. You're embarrassing us, man. Shut up. He ain't never going to come back. You keep treating him like, talking to him like that, and saying things, and doing things. They think we're a bunch of crazy people. 
What did it say? They warned him, but he cried out all the more. Amen. Son of David, have mercy on Jesus stood still. <gasps> I perceive virtue flowing. Hmm. Ah, faith has been activated. Ah. Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer. <laughs> Don't you just get the picture of this? They're all telling one man, Shut up, man. But you're making an idiot of us. Oh, hey, come on. The Lord wants you. Come on. <laughs> I'll take you. I'll bring you. What a sweet guy you are. I love you. Just tell the Lord I love you, okay? Yeah. I just think people are weird. <laughs> well, you know how it is. Somebody important comes to town, everybody just gets weird. So, yeah. All right. Well, anyway, so now they're all you know, helpy and lovey-dovey and be of good cheer. Rise. He's calling you. And throwing aside his garment. Why did he throw aside his garment? Uh, and rose and came to What garment? Well, you know, I don't know. I just heard it said. Okay, I just heard it talk. But, but you know, like, you know, uh, you know, how do you know, you know, have you ever drove down the road and you look over and you see, hey, that's a blind guy. Right? You ever done that? You ever been in a mall walking along? Go, that's a blind guy. Well, how do you know? Did you go up and ask him? Did you talk to him? What did you ask him? Hey, are you blind? What? Well, it could be glasses. It could be eyes fogged over. It could be something he's wearing. It could be the stick he's got. Pretty much everybody's like, he's blind. Shh, don't talk about it. He's blind. Leave him alone. He's blind. So I believe, I don't have any reason not to believe, that the garment was a garment that obviously blind people wore, so you knew, ah, that's a blind man. That's a blind guy. Well, the blind guy said, need this no more. Threw that off, right? Came to Jesus. Verse 51, what happened? You doing okay? Yeah. All right. So Jesus answered said, I love this. What do you want me to do? <laughs> I love it. This is great. Because I think he asked the same thing. What do you want? Well, hmm. so what do you want? Well, you don't know. You know, Bart could have said, well, I got this hangnail. <laughs> and it's kind of pestering me. It gets caught and it bleeds every now and then. It hurts. Could you heal that for me? <laughs> no. What do you want? Well, I received sight. I already threw my garment off, so I, I won't be able to find it. <laughs> so, you know, I'm here, man, dude. <laughs> what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said, hey, teacher, Ramona, that I may receive my sight. Praise God. Verse 52, what happens, right? Huh? Then Jesus said to him, go your way. <gasps> your faith has made you well. And he immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. And then the other, other uh, uh, the gospels bring out that he went along the way praising God. And everybody in town knew who he was. And they all started giving God glory because of what had happened to blind Bart. Whew. Who say your faith? Well, your faith can, you can get you any victory you need. 
Well, how do you do it? Well, you got to keep hearing. Don't give up because something didn't quite work right yet. Keep hearing. Keep hearing. Pretty soon, it's just all of a sudden something takes hold, right? Let's go to Luke. How about you doing okay? Luke 7. Might as well get the whole meal deal today. Luke 7. So what do we got here? Luke 7, verse, I just put verse 50. That's, let's do that because I didn't want to read the whole story here. So what do we got? Is a lady that showed up. At, uh, Jesus was asked to come to, uh, to dinner at somebody's house, and uh, Pharisee's house. Okay, and then this this woman, who obviously was a sinner woman, had showed up, followed him in the house, got in the house, and began to anoint his body uh, with the fragrant oil. Okay, well, it's all sig- symbolic and significant and everything else, but but the point is, is that she was there for a reason because of her past. Are you with me? She wanted delivered and forgiven of her past. And Jesus told her that her sins are forgiven at the end here. But he said this in verse 50, your faith, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Your faith. See, this woman obviously heard and thought, I'm going to get in on some of the action here. I have a miserable past, and I'm tired of being in shame and guilt and operating out of inferiority and condemnation all the time. I just know if I get, can get around this man, he'll deliver me. So she sneaks into this house. I don't know how it all went down. It could be, you know, Jesus, you know, they invited him into the house. He comes into the house, and, of course, he's usually got an entourage with him. He's got all the other disciples, and, of course, they all love to eat. So, the, you, know, they, they all, you know, all came in, and she probably just snuck in right in there with them. Next thing you know, she's anointing him. His feet, drying it with her hair, and crying the whole time she's doing it, not saying anything, just, just anointing him with oil. And uh, it's an expensive oil, the scripture says. And, you know, they have this talk while she's doing this. The Pharisees are like, oh, God. This, how'd she get in my house? Somebody should take her out of here, but no, she's doing that with Jesus, so I better act like I'm a nice guy. <laughs> you know, you know, a fake smile. Jesus. <laughs> uh, uh, let me ask you a question. You know, so he has this talk, and he talks to him about, it. you know, this person, and they got two people who got delivered and got delivered from their debt, and. They got both forgiven of their dead, and this one had this much, this one had that much. Which one, which one do you think, um, you know, loved him the most? Well, I'd say, you know, the Pharisee answers, good, valid. Well, probably the one that got delivered, you know, the most. She said, exactly. Exactly. She's being delivered of the most right now. You're forgiven. What did it? Her faith. Her faith. Her faith. I think that's just good, right? Yeah. See, it's your faith. What is it you what is it you're believing for? What is it you 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 know you want to hear? See, I always think this is a valid thing, especially for us as believers. Now I'm not asking anybody to come into my house and anoint my feet with oil. Please don't. But anyway, the point I'm trying to bring out is this. You could be thinking and worried about your past right now. You could be thinking that your past is so ugly, so dark, so bad, there's no way. You could do anything for God from here on, and you just don't know who you are then. 
But you keep hearing it long enough, pretty soon you have faith to believe that you're the righteousness of God, that you're more than a conqueror, that you're an overcomer, that you are a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. And all you have to do is keep hearing that. If you're fighting about something about your past, then you need to keep hearing that you have faith to believe that you are not your history. You are not your past. You are not your mistake. You are not your addiction. You are who God made you to be. And the day you get that, you know, get faith in that, praise God, is the day you walk with your head up high, praise God, in who you are in Christ. Come on, somebody. Can I hear a big amen on that one? Give the Lord a praise on that one, if you will. All right, got one more. Let's look at one more, and then I'm going to let you go. One more. So chapter 11 now. Chapter 11. Kind of a common one, but uh, uh, probably 17. Chapter 17, verse 11. There we go. That makes more sense. There it is. Chapter 17, verse 11. It says, Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem, he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, right? They're the leper colony. Obviously walked fairly close to where the leper colony was, uh, which is always outside the city somewhere, uh, who stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices from the, Jesus. There he goes, Master, have mercy. They're yelling this out. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us, right? Well, why, 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 why? Well, obviously they've heard something about this guy. Otherwise, they wouldn't be bothering him. They just think it's another guy walking into town. Come on. Huh? He's just some normal guy walking in town. Got a few other guys with him. Well, obviously, they know who it was. They heard about it. So when they saw, when he saw them, he said to them, go show yourselves to the priests. Obviously, they knew what they wanted, right? And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed, all right, right? We, we've talked on this multiple times. And one of them, what happened when they saw, or when he saw that he was healed, he returned with a loud voice and began to glorify God, fell down at, uh, on his face at Jesus' feet and began giving him thanks, right? Hallelujah. And the word says here he was a Samaritan. He was an outsider. He wasn't even a covenant person. He's a, he's, a, he's a Gentile person here. So Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed, uh, but where are the nine? And it said, goes on, verse 18, where there, uh, pardon me, were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, arise, go your way. And it says here, your faith, here we go, your faith has made you well. Now this word well is different than the, the word earlier. Right? This one here means made complete and whole. Now you can go your way. You don't even have to go show yourself to the priest. You can now go on home now because there ain't nobody can look at you and even tell you had leprosy. Now the others had to go show themselves to the priest and, and show that the leprosy at least had ceased uh, in its you know, demonic maneuvers of tearing up their body, you know, eating away at their body. But this man came back and gave glory, and as a result of it, Jesus just made the man completely whole. I mean, we don't know what happened. We don't know if, you know, maybe he was missing an ear and all of a sudden that ear grew back, missing a finger, toes, you know, because that's how it always does. It starts on the appendages, you know, toes, fingers, ears, and just nose. It'll just start eating away. It's just a, a gross disease. And this man got to go home because he was made complete and whole. But it said, your faith did that. So him by, see, in other words, he, you know, they obviously heard, so they all called out, but this man came back. And I just, you know, sometimes you just think, you don't even realize 
doing stuff like that. What are you doing? You're releasing faith. Your faith. You're a child of God. You got, you got what it takes to do this. Amen? You say, well, well, that's not working for me yet. Just keep hearing. Just keep hearing. Just keep hearing. One day it just clicks and everything starts flowing and working. Amen? And we've all had victories. Probably every one of us in this house and those listening and watching by internet, uh, we, we've all had some form of victory along the way. You know, where God did this. If anything, at least we can say, I'm not hell-bound, praise the Lord. I'm at least going to heaven, praise God. You know, at least saved my soul, right? Say, I'm a, I'm a new creation in, in the sense of, you know, my spirit man's made new, praise the Lord. But, but as you keep going and growing and, and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing, pretty soon it's like, man, you're receiving victory in your home and victory in your marriage and concerning your kids or maybe a, a financial situation going on or a business thing going on or, or something happened, you know, uh, with, uh, with, with the parents or something happened, you know, the, whatever. You're just, man, you're, now you're trusting God to, uh, to restore something, bring something to pass that you've been believing for for years. You know, all of a sudden, bang, it's just like all it is. You just keep hearing, keep hearing, and one day it begins to work. Come on, somebody. Did you get something today? Give the Lord a praise. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. You know, when I, I just, uh, you know, so many things I think about. Why don't you, why don't you all stand up? Um, you know, I always, the Word talks about your faith being tested and tried. You know, the enemy's warring against, it says, your faith. Why, what did I ever do to him? He's messing with your faith. Why? why? Because your faith is your victory. So he always comes against your faith. He didn't say he comes against Jesus' faith. He says he comes against your faith. James 1 says that. 1 Peter 1 says that. He comes against your faith. Why? Because I'm going to knock you off your faith. So that's why, well, he keeps knocking me down. Get up here, 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 here. So he can't do that to you anymore. We turn that logos into a rhema. Get something done, praise God. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, we give praise and glory today for a people of faith, a people, Lord God, who hear the word. Hallelujah. And faith comes, and they gain their victory. Hallelujah. And they overcome the world, praise God. No matter what it brings, they're standing their ground because faith has come. Praise God. Hallelujah. And Father, I give thanks and, and just give honor for all the breakthroughs and miracles that have happened. And Lord, forgive us for the times that maybe we allowed doubt or unbelief to slide in there or slither its way in there somehow. But Lord God, I thank you for a people of God, hallelujah, stepping forward, going forward, gaining ground, growing in the things of God, growing in faith, praise God, and as a result of it, gaining a victory in every area of their life. And for that, I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a praise. Thank you for joining us for this message. We'd like to take this opportunity to encourage those listening from anywhere in Central Oregon to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. for our regular services. We understand that many do not have a home church, and we can't emphasize enough the importance of connecting with a church family. We'd be honored to meet you and spend time with you praising God.